got a great message this morning. Why vision, it's called. Why vision? And uh, I've got some good things. And we probably need to consolidate um, the 10 days prayer and fasting, which has come and gone, guys. It's come and gone. And that not that like life? Oh, hang on. I was going to do that. No, it's gone. Uh, we finished today. And um, tomorrow I'll have breakfast. I might have a little bit of fruit, maybe some porridge a little later on. Because you can do yourself an injustice if you don't break a fast properly. And uh, so if you've been fasting, please, uh, and if you're going to fast, seek doctor's uh, advice uh, and, and, then, and then go on a fast. first fast I went on for three days was when I was 16. I wasn't even a Christian. I did it because I was just, you know, someone challenged me. Yeah, I can do that. Go without food. My mum thought I was crazy. I thought I was crazy, but uh, you can get by without food, guys. You're not going to die unless you have a health problem. You can get by. And, um, and I tell you what, it clears the air. I feel like spring cleaning. I feel like it's, I went through my office and spring cleaned. You know how good that is to put the CDs in the CD covers? And so it all started. I was doing something, then I got distracted, and I went to the CD cover, and, 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 and oh, the seat, this is not the CD. No. And so I started there, and I, and I so, no, I had, had this. So I went through about 50 CDs in the lounge room, and then I went through my, another 50 CDs in my office, and then I went in, in my garage, the CDs we don't even play, the old Christian revival stuff. Man, you know what, you know what I mean, the, the stuff that you don't play anymore because you're backslidden anyway. And, and um, so I went out to the garage and got my CDs, and I put them in order, and then I uploaded them to iTunes, and I have every CD on iTunes now, including my classical selection and all my radical prophetic worship stuff and uh, put all that up and uh, I'm ready to go. Vision. Vision is so important. Vision is so important. Um, I, I just need to consolidate probably that, 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 that season we've been in. Thank you for the people who have turned up uh, the last couple of weeks in praying in the prayer tent. Uh, wow. I mean, some of those nights were, were just extraordinary. And just seeing some new people come alive to prayer. I taught on the first night and just so wonderful to teach the new youth coming up. The future of our church is the youth. And so uh, being able to teach them what an inspired, energetic prayer meeting is. Uh, there is contemplative prayer. There is very quiet prayer at times. And, uh, and even in gatherings, we can have contemplative. But I tend, we tend to lean to more into the... Uh, energized meetings where it's more prophetic, uh, we're declaring, and so we, we do a little bit of uh, you know shouting, and uh, our voices are raised, and um, and then of course then we came into the middle of the week and we got the quiet ones to start to be involved because some people are very quiet, and it was extraordinary to hear some of the quiet prayers of some of the quieter ones because they get intimidated. Of course you do. Look at Pastor Phil, he's screaming and shouting, and he knows all these scriptures and. And so, but no, on, by Wednesday, we encouraged, we, I purposely backed out and I just got everyone involved, uh, the quiet ones. It was so beautiful to hear those quiet prayers. And Bruce Thomas, the prayers there, and David coming alive, David Schwartzberg, uh, Schwarzenberg, I think. I'll get that name right of yours. Why is it so long, man? I just, and um, I don't know, but just put Habitat 2 2, Habitat 2 2, just up for a, a minute. I'm just going to play out through some things I've actually written on the back of my sermon and just to help us and uh, just to help you why uh, the next time 
prayer and fasting comes along like that. And if you do need uh, to fast to get a breakthrough, I call it spring cleaning. Say spring cleaning. Um, you need to spring clean your body too. Fasting is great to spring clean the body, you know. And um, you, you need to do that. But the mind too. I, I find fasting spring cleans the mind. I find right now I'm strung out in God. I've been on a diet of Matt Redman and, and other great worship stuff. And I've just got the iPhone and I've got the plugs in. I'm driving along and uh, must look weird driving along the, the highway to Parramatta last night. Julie and I we had earplugs in. And, and, uh, and so she said, you're going to do that the whole trip? I said, no, hang on, well, let's talk first. We talked and we exhaust ourselves. And, and then we put, put our, our, our sustenance in, our sustenance. Our, our worship, and by the time we got down there, we were just high as a kite in God. So when we met all my old school friends who I hadn't seen uh, again, a lot of them turned up since 74, I haven't seen them, and, and uh, it was so good just to have that peace of mind and uh, be able to be shining for Jesus and uh, just to have life, and uh, it's so good that um, we can just do that, just to have that Ah, it's so good to be strung out in God. It's not a long sermon. It's okay. But I've got something to say. Something really good. Man, I wish I could do this all the time. But uh, I wish I could be strung out like this all the time. But I might end up being too heavily minded for any earthly use. You know what I mean? <laughs> I nearly passed out helping the working bee yesterday. Because <laughs> I'm a worker, I like to get into it, man. I'm trying to show these guys how to screed gravel and stuff like that. Anyway, hang on, guys, hang on. <laughs> what are you doing, Pastor Bill? You haven't eaten for so many days. Get out of here, get home. And so, and uh, thank God for these working bee people, Joe and Dave and Dave. Dave Schwarzenberg. And uh, Joe and Dave Ward uh, helping paint the, the veranda and, and, and Wolf the tractor. And Frank, where is Frank? He's, he's at the back, yeah, Frank, and work and bees work, actually. They, I got to know some people yesterday in the work and bee. Uh, vision is so important, and I, I thought about a couple of things out of Habakkuk 2.2. You know the scripture. Uh, then the Lord replied, write down the revelation, make it plain on tablets so that the herald may run with it. And I was looking at this, and, um, and, and probably the next, is it the next increment in verse 3? And, and you can get out of, out of this, what is vision? What is vision? It's prob- it definitely is revelation of God's prophetic unfolding plans uh, across the globe, uh, in your friend's life, in your fam- family's life, in the church. Um, and and we gotta, it's got to be plain. We've we got to be actually able to see it, see what God is doing. It's no good just coming along to church and... Um, and just coming along to a building and, and just going, well, this is what you're supposed to do. But I think, I think the most important thing that you could subscribe to after saying yes to Jesus, the most important thing you can subscribe to is vision. What's the vision? What are you trying to do here? What am I giving my money to? Why am I ter- turning up to working bees? Why are we trying to extend this building? Why do we need offices? Why do we need kids ministry? Why do we, what, what are we trying to do? Why are we going to Uganda to help a radio station? 
uh, help me. Uh, why are we uh, supporting uh, missionaries in Thailand? Uh, can, can you explain that? Um, you, you, people should be asking those questions because you are here and you are a valuable resource. Your time, talent, your treasure, who you are, you're an absolute gift to this planet. You're an absolute gift to this world, but you're a gift to God and you're a gift to the church. And so we're not just, you know, we're not just saying come to this place and just sit by here and, and hear a great sermon, but we're actually asking you to come to the vision. And it's prophetic vision. The Bible says the church is built on the apostolic ministry and the prophetic ministry. The Bible says that now. The, the prophetic is the eyes of the church. It's seeing what God is doing right now. I mean the now stuff. It's seeing what God's doing in your life. It's seeing what God's doing in your family, in the community. What's God doing in Wyong right now? What's He trying to do? He's trying to do a whole bunch. So this type of church, the Spirit-filled church, is a river that flows. It flows out. It's not an embankment. We haven't just created a well here and we just come for a drink, although we do, but it's actually a river that flows out and it flows through us and out. If we don't see the vision, we won't see, we won't understand, we won't live for the prophetic vision. You won't, you won't understand and you won't be energized and be enthused enthused for what God is doing in the church. What's God doing in the church? What's he doing in this house? Now it's incumbent on me to be a visionary leader. If I'm not leading you people in this church into its better days, we're, we're just meandering. We're just hanging around. Just Without vision, we perish. We dwell carelessly. Another version says we go wild. Another version says we're ungovernable. When, when you try and put people, when you try and get people to do stuff, oh no, I don't want to do that. Oh no, I'm not going to give. Oh, I'm not working. But forget that. Oh, prayer. No, gee, well, I'm doing my own. Gee, well. yeah. and, and so there's why because there's no vision. Hillsong is as big as it, as it is because Brian Houston is the master strategist and visionary leader who says we're going this way in that big voice he's got. If you want to follow, follow. If you don't, get off the bus. And so Hillsong from Castle Hill is going out all over the world. Just started four weeks ago in New York, started the church. It's up to a thousand people already. Just add water. You know. <laughs> just add water, you know. I just add, add the Holy Ghost and bang. But that's the phenomena of Hillsong and C3 has, like Mark Sornikoff says, gained a hundred churches, I don't know, in the last two, three months. The no inspiration, I think, that happens to Christians, it takes, it takes the enthusiasm and the passion to know God, to serve God, to love God, to build the church. And the Bible says in Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 3, that, that life is a race, that we're actually supposed to be pursuing God. And if you stopped and you're pushing back on the kingdom, pushing back on the vision, you are stopped because vision is running. We're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Smith Wigglesworth is up there cheering us on. 
Woodworth Edda is cheering us on. John Wesley is cheering us on. Come on, guys. You're alive. Look at you. Able-bodied. Come on, man. I wish I had. I wish I had the resource, these men of God who lived hundreds of years ago. Wish I had the resource that you guys have got. You got email. Get out. I had to ride a horse, man. I had to ride a horse to get the messages out or catch a train. Smith Wigglesworth had to get on a, on a boat and travel six weeks to America and, and, then, and then get on a horse and carriage, man, oh, no, I wouldn't have had a car, and, and, and then get through to the nations. And we got this. And so I, I concede this morning I had lost my vision. Had gone a little dull. I lost my spark. It's been a fight to get this church in its building. And um, it, it was one one Herculean effort to get that this church out of a tent into a building and then to hit more walls hit, to hit more barriers when we thought ah oh, we're here and then to have these challenges that we've had especially financial challenges like everyone else but um we, we, we are so blessed, but we, we need to realize this, that God has so much for us. That's what I want to say to you. I, I want to say that to you, that God has so much for you. He has so much for this church, so much for, this, for, for your life, for your family. We're on a journey. God wants to prosper us. We heard that last week. I think something happened when Mark, the spirit of prosperity... Uh, you know, I guess speaker last week, and bang, I just sensed something as of last week. Something has shifted, and we are going to take on our inheritance and, um, and see it come to pass. Who believes that? And so the reason I joined in the prayer and fasting was that uh, there was a movement in the Spirit. And, and this is what I want to tell you, that when, when there's a movement, when, someone, when a church, when someone, when a great man of God or a great church or a movement of churches or whatever says, we're going to fast and pray, that's a good time if you need to pray to get behind and in that slipstream. Um, Ten years ago, we, we had the opportunity to do a 40-day uh, fast, which is extraordinary. But, and, and it was an invitation by Bill Bright. Who knows Bill Bright? Bill Bright, he, he's since gone to be with the Lord, major man of God. He, he announced it. He announced a prayer and fasting for 40 days for the nation of America. And I said, if I'm ever going to do a, a prayer and fast for 40 days, it's now. I'm going to get behind that slipstream. So I, I just started to think about that. I said, what is slipstreaming? What is that? What is that? And, and the Bible says this, this river is like a river that gives life. It says that in Ezekiel 47 verse 9, that the river, that this movement of 10-day prayer and fasting, it has life. So if you're, if you're seeing this 10-day prayer and fasting, Phil Pringle said it was on, churches overseas said it was on, we said it was on 10 days prayer and fasting. There's a river coming, guys. There's a river coming. Here it comes. Here it comes. If, if you truly want to do this in the future, this is a good thing to think about because that river is living. It's the Holy Spirit. It's living. If we say 10 days prayer and fasting, it's, a, it's not just a program. It's not a program. It's a movement. C3 Tugra 
C3 International is a movement. It's not a denomination. It's a movement of the Spirit moving from the throne of grace across the earth through the church to the works of Jesus, to the purposes and plans of God. Who believes that? And so I thought, I need this. I need this. I need to get in the river and I need to get in the slipstream. I wonder if I can have that photo maybe that can help us with that. And then I'll just, just qualify that a little bit. The term slipstreaming describes an object traveling inside the slipstream of another object. I was doing that a little bit on the F3, I think, last night. Uh, most often objects moving through the air, though not necessarily flying, good, uh, if an object is inside the slipstream behind another object moving at the same speed, the rear object will require less power to maintain its speed than if it were moving independently. In addition, the leading object will be able to move faster so the leader can move faster. So if I'm leading this church and you get behind me in prayer and fasting, then I'm seemingly going faster. That's, is that what it's saying? Help me. Because the rear object reduces the effect of the low pressure region of the leading objects. Is this making sense to someone? The fast bicycle races competitors attempt to use one another's slipstream or draft, breaking out to overtake the leader only at the last possible moment in recreational cycle. On the other hand, members of the group can take turns at the leading position, enabling one another to rest a little. In a group of cooperative uh, cyclists, in, in a group of cooperative cyclists with a sufficient group riding skill, stronger members can spend more time leading to give weaker riders more rest, enabling riders of a different strength to ride together. Is this making sense? At least on relatively flat routes, that is, because on inclines it's different, all right? But uh, we could talk about birds, the extended formation, V-formation of the skins in which many migratory birds, especially geese, fly, enable the, the birds, except I was wondering why they fly in a, in a V fashion, except, of course, the bird at the front uh, to take advantage of one another's slipstream. Other birds, for example, cormorants, oh, I hope I got that right, that typically fly in close formation, even on short journeys, are probably also exploiting the, exploiting the slipstream. Following in the slipstream of another motor vehicle or drafting allows for significantly improved fuel efficiency. Ah, oh, I don't know what it is, man. I'm just down to pray. I don't know what it is, man. I'm doing it. I'm fasting. I, I want to come to church. I want to give. I'm seeing the vision. This is exactly what happens in this. Truck uh, convoys are a common example. Traveling highways in a single file queue, several vehicles along. Auto racing drivers also draft in order to conserve fuel, the better to gain competitive advantage by reducing the frequency of fuel stops, or more often, to reach a high speed before pulling out to attempt to take, overtake another drive. Man, I got overtaken in the prayer meetings quite a few times. It was great. I loved it. Man, shoot. Wow. Dave Swartzman. Wow. Wow. Tell you what, man. Tell you what. Yeah, I'm praying. It really does work. Does that help someone? Does that help someone this morning? Yeah. Praise God. So what is vision? Uh, the vision, Proverbs 29, verse 18 says, for, there, for where there is no vision, people perish. But he that keepeth the law, he that keepeth the word, he that keepeth the prophetic vision, yeah, he's going to be happy. Is that right? He's going to be happy. So I love that. But um, someone said that vision, what is vision? Vision is hope with a blueprint. 
It's a, it's a passion with a mental picture. It's a preferred future. Charles Swindle uh, declares, Vision is spawned by faith, sustained by hope, sparked by imagination, strengthened by enthusiasm. And I love this. Vision comes from a divine human synergy where God wills and acts in us while we will and act for Him. So God's willing and acting in us while we will and act out. God's willing and acting in us while we become his hands and feet and will and act out. Did you get that? God's willing and acting in my life right now. And, and I feel, my God, turn to the nations, turn to the community, turn to your friends and family and do God's willing and acting. It actually says that in Philippians 2.13. Thanks, guys. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Another version says, in the Phillips version says, but not, not Tim Phillips' version, this is the, <laughs> the JB, because Tim's writing the Bible, he's rewriting it, paraphrasing. For it is God who is at work within you, giving you the will and the power to achieve the purpose. The will, give me the will and the power to, to see the vision. Give me the will and the power to follow the vision. Give me the will and the power, Lord, of this ch- of, of the, of, as the leader of this church to help these people, to inspire these people, to transform these people, to, to build up these people, to, to train these people up, to mobilize these people, to prosper these people, to see these people proper, prosper. Help me, dear God. Will and act in me so that I may, your will and your action may come to your people. Do you understand that? And I love this. Our flesh can only see one image or vision, which is often earthbound and not heaven. But our spirit can see God's vision, will, purpose, and plan for an individual church or city or nation. Now, I'm listening to Matt Redmond. Who knows Matt Redmond? And he sings about the nations. So I've got this stuff on. I'm driving last night to Parramatta. And he's singing about the nations, man. And I'm seeing it. My spirit is seeing it. Uh, can, can you understand that? When I'm dry, I'll go, who cares about the nations? I don't give a toss about Africa. I don't give a toss about Thailand. I don't give a toss about Lebanon, Syria, Israel. But my spirit alive to God, my spirit knows God, loves God, is in tune with God. When someone sings to me about the nations. I go, oh my God. We've we got we to pray for Israel. We've got to pray for the, for the nations. We've got to get out to the nations. Do you know what I mean? But my flesh is very reduced in its worldview. It's down here. It's just seeing Pizza Hut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Advertising. Oh, there's a nice scenery there. Yeah. But when you get your spirit alive, alive to God, you come up, you come up, you come up, and you go, oh my God, this is the church. This is, the, this is none other than the house of the Lord. This house is awesome. This is the gateway of heaven. This church is the defender of truth. This church is God's people coming together. Saints called out, coming together, worship. Oh my God. This is church. This is it. We're in it. We're in church. We're not in four walls sitting in some programmed religious thing. We're sitting in this 
swirling, flowing, energized river of life. And so you come alive. Your spirit so much wants to subscribe to the vision of God. Your, you, and for your life. Well, I reckon my life sucks. My life, yeah, it's not going anywhere. My, no, you get your spirit. You fast and you pray and you shunt your spirit and, and your, your, your body. And then you get your spirit on top, ruling and reigning. And man, you go, man, I should be doing better than this. Man, I can do that. I should have went to Africa with candy. Man, I, I should be going to India with Garth. Man, what am I doing? Man, it's going to cost me, but who gives a task? I can do it. God's my provider, Jehovah Jireh, come on. And so you start to interpret everything differently, don't you know? I can be in the worship team. I can write a song better than Jamie. I can play better guitar than Ben and Dan. Who do they know? But you start coming alive. You start coming alive. Ephesians 3.20 Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Your power is at work within us, Lord. To will and to act. 21 To him be the glory. Lord, everything we do. I Listen, guys. I think we're on the brink of some miracles. And I find myself saying this. And, and I'm truly... It's already begun. Look. Most of the people here knew we had a situation with our finances. We wanted to roll it over into a better financial arrangement. We needed to raise $50,000, but um, we've been needing to do that for a couple of months. And so uh, that's one of the reasons I've been fasting and praying. Do you know what I'm saying? And so um, this week, this week, after, after we've asked them once, this is the NAB. This is the NAB bank in Sydney, commercial bank in Sydney, the head honchos that lend big monies to people. We asked them once, they said, sorry, you're just going to have to raise that 50. We, we, we can't do anything for you. Well, I asked them again as I was fasting and praying, and they came back uh, during the week and they said, put us a proposal together. This is our manager now that manages our stuff. Put a proposal together and we will decide if we will accept that for a way forward a way forward. Now, you know what I mean? I'm hoping for a miracle. I'm hoping for a miracle for you. I'm hoping for miracles in this church. People are depending on this church to break them through miraculously. It's, in, it, it's important that we keep this prophetic mandate of this church as a breakthrough church, as a breakthrough church happening and alive in this church. And I felt over the last two years, we've been sort of a little bit on automatic pilot. We've been doing good church, but we've lost that edge. We've lost that passion for God. We've lost that, that divine inspiration. I'm, I'm even seeing the best of you guys get a little bit tired, get a little bit, uh, you know, weak, weak. You're still faithfully serving and you'll do that till you die. I know that. But I don't want that. I don't want you just faithfully turning up, sitting down. Get your Bible. No, I want you. I want to glean in your eye, man. I want you excited. I want you enthusiastic. I want you coming here early and, and, and beginning to pray and go, oh, what's he going to do? What God? What, oh, thank you. I'm in the house of God. I want you to be alive with God. I, I, I do. I, I don't, don't want you to come to some sort of, you know, good intentions of, oh, I've got to go to church every Sunday. Yeah, okay. Well, 
yeah, go to church and get in my car. No, I want you to be enthusiastic. I want you to shine like a light. I want you to have the Word of God in season for people. I want you to be life givers. I want you to be, you know, reformation people. I want you to change things. I want you to help us change stuff. I want you to help us change people. And without the power of God and without the vision enlightening us, showing us why we're doing this. Why are we doing this? Why did we raise this church out of the ground? Why did we create this portal, this place of meeting with God? Why? God says it's for miracles. The Bible says it's for miracles. It's to heal people. It's to save souls. It's to... It's to it's to transform people from debt to, to, to prosperity. It's to energize people, to put them to flight in a synergy of corporate slipstreaming anointing where we're just running together and we're looking back and people are, you know, they're praying and, and, and they're worshiping and, and, and they're giving and, and we look back. And we go, my God, we're running. We're running towards the prize. We're doing it. Look, oh, we're doing it. But you know what? It's hard by yourself. It's hard coming out of that river. The Bible says in Ezekiel, in the river lives swarms of creatures, fishermen on the side, trees, palms growing. Don't get out of the river, guys. Don't get out of the river. Don't get out of the river. You will dry up. We have thousands of people out of the church because they lost vision. Without vision, we will perish. Without vision for your life, you will perish. You will wake up in the morning and have no hope, no future, no faith. And you need faith. You've got to have faith. And so Jehoshaphat, he's king of Judah, and he wants to break out. He's got a situation now. He, he, there's more land to claim, but God hasn't released him. It's like your life. I know there's more to my life. Who feels that? Who feels that? There's more to my life. I, that desire in my heart to be humongously blessed, maybe, to be a blessing. It's still in my heart. It's still the vision. Although it tarry, wait for it. In due season, it will come. It will come. And so Jehoshaphat, he's, God's already delivered him so many ways. But there's these seven nations out there that con now it's a confederacy. They've joined forces and they're going to come against him. It's like, oh my God, you know, I was just happy camping. I thought the devil would leave me alone right now. But now, I'm, I'm, no, because I've ignored him and, 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 and I've sort of pretended that all things are good. Now I've got this huge confederacy, of, of, a huge calamity, a crisis. I don't know what it is for you. But this Jehoshaphat, this was a major crisis. What can I do? What will I do? The Bible says, help me, is it in, in 2 Chronicles 20? That Jehoshaphat prayed and fasted. And inquired of the Lord. And God said, through a prophet, church is built on the apostle and the prophets. What's the, what's the prophet saying to this church? And the prophet said, Jehoshaphat 
stand still. The battle belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord. God's going to complete what He began to do you, do in you. Philippians 1.6 God's going to fulfill what He began to do in you. Stand still. No, we've got to get our armor. You know, No, the battle is not against flesh and blood, friends. The battle is against principalities and powers and rulers in heavenly places trying to box this church in, trying to box you in. What, 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 what do you mean? No, the battle belongs to the Lord. Just stand, keep standing. Ephesians says that. And after you've stood, keep standing. And after you've come to the prayer meeting Wednesday, come again Thursday. And then come again Friday. And come again Saturday. And just keep standing. And just keep giving. And keep coming to church. And keep worshiping. And keep loving God. And keep reading your Bible. Just keep standing. Keep standing. And guess what happened? God moved at His time. This was the time that God wanted to show His glory. And He took out seven nations. They turned on each other as they were worshipping. Let's imagine the enemy is even turning on itself. And what the Bible says in that, in that chapter is that the enemy turned in on itself and fled and left behind all this treasure and spoils and good stuff, man. Look at this. Oh, this is my prayer life, man. I lost it. This, oh, praise God. Look at that, man. Oh, this is my ministry. Look what he's left behind. Oh, my God. Gee, we are. Oh, that's my miracle. My miracle. I never. Oh, gee, we look at that. Look, the devil's left. Oh, gee, we Take back what the devil stole. Let's all stand. God bless you. Oh, come on. Come on. Yeah. Father, we thank you for the privilege. I want to tell you something right now. I want to tell you something. No condemnation for those who are in Christ. This is my thing. I needed to pray and fast. If God didn't call you to do it, it's cool. But you know what you can do? Get behind the slipstream, man, because I am running. I am running again. I'm going to run again. I lost vision. I couldn't see the, the building finished. I couldn't see stuff happening. But as I was on that work and be yesterday and I was standing on the property, I could see the facilities coming out of the ground. I could see the kids' church. I could see the house being extended. I could see the offices going in. I could see. Again, the community getting blessed. I could see the house filled. Father, forgive us if we've lacked vision. Forgive us, dear God. Without vision, we perish. I want to say to any new people just beginning to come to church, maybe, that God's not asking you just to come to religion. He's asking you to come to a vision for a preferred future for this nation and the nations. Is that, did I make myself? He, he's not asking you to come to a dead, boring church. He's asking you to come to a place where you can be mobilized and become a powerful instrument of righteousness, where you can actually live your best life beyond your wildest dreams because God's power is working in you. God's power is working in you. God's power is working in you. 
God's power is working in you. Thank you this morning, Lord. People have been been, uh, spoken to by your word. Thank you, Father God, for faith. Because it was one of the few times the word faith is actually mentioned is in that chapter in the story of Jehoshaphat. Do you know that? Faith. And Jehoshaphat had faith and stood in faith. Let's just close our eyes. Oh God, we thank you, God. We thank you that you have a vision for our life, for our church. If you want fresh vision, if you want to know Jesus, if you want to come back to him, if you want something radical to happen in your life, to give you inspiration, enthusiasm, divine passion, if you want that, I'm just going to ask you to lift your hands right now because the Holy Spirit's here. He sees your hand. The Holy Spirit sees your hand. Lord, you see every hand in this church. They want more passion. They want eyes that see the author and the finisher of our faith, Jesus, but vision for what you have for us right here, right now in this church and beyond. For my family, my marriage, my business, Lord, give me vision. I need vision, Lord God. I command my eyes to be open. I allow my spirit to come alive. And I ask right now for faith. Just like Jehoshaphat stood and had faith to believe. Dear God in heaven, allow me to stand for the rest of my days, running the race of my life towards the prize, towards the prize to live a rich life, an overcoming life, a life of great exploits, a life of your divine will and purposes met out through my life, my church, my friends and family. Jesus, we serve you. May I become your hands and feet from this day on. In Jesus' name, I declare it over you. I declare it over you. I declare it over you. Come alive. Come alive. Come alive right now. Come alive right now. For it's God's work in you to will and to act according to his good purpose.